3: Hey, welcome in everyone. It's the Wolfpack Podcast. I'm John Ramey. Football and volleyball coming down the stretch of the fall sports season. We'll talk about both those teams. Big win on the road at Boise State for volleyball on Thursday. And Nevada football welcomes Boise State to Mackey Stadium on Saturday night. It's a 7.30 kickoff. The Broncos are 6-3 and 5-0 in conference play. And Boise State is in the driver's seat to clinch yet another Mountain Division title and appear on the Mountain West Conference Championship game for a record sixth time. They've been in that title game five times in the nine total Mountain West Championship games in history. Wolfpack Hall of Famer Mike Edwards knows all about the Broncos. When Mike played for the Pack in the 1990s, Nevada dominated Boise State in football. But those were different times. Boise State now leads the all-time series 30-14. That all-time series goes all the way back to 1971. Here's the Hall of Famer, my broadcast partner, and my great friend, Mike Edwards. Mike Edwards. Mike Edwards, we're taping this on Friday. Nevada football is about to begin their final homestand of the season tomorrow, 7.30, Saturday night. Boise State comes in. Boise State in the cold in November at Mackey Stadium is um, perhaps evocative of friendly, good memories for silver and blue fans. And then also the following Saturday, also a night game, Fresno State comes in. Um, You were at the, uh, the coaches' show today at the row. Yes, I was. It was beautiful. It was awesome. It was awesome and Virgil Green was there and I was just blown away by how Virgil was so specific in his um dislike and sense of rivalry with Boise State. <laughs> and uh I just want I wanted to get your thoughts on that cuz you were there, you heard Virgil and you won on the blue turf. Um in fact, you were the last Nevada team to beat Boise State in Boise until Nevada did it last year. So I know, you know, a little bit about this rivalry. That's correct. And Virgil's,
2: his story about the recruiting and how he got to talk to his mom was amazing. Uh, My jaw dropped and my wife was there. We both looked at each other. It's like, no way. I mean, it's stuff like that, that builds, actually builds a rivalry. You have these little tiny um, uh, stories of your own, whether it be a team, whether it be yourself. And it just, it builds. Now, when i played them back you know 93 and 95 or 98 um, we won every game except for one uh, we lost in 94 i think it was 37 21 i think we beat them last year 31 21 was that it i think so yeah so, um, and we we, we 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 smoked them back in the day they weren't even close to being our rival and i was you know i was looking at the the decades i would say that in the 90s it wasn't much of a rivalry. We, we kind of we kind of dominated, but then you owned them. As soon as, owned them. I mean, our, uh, my senior year, fifty two twenty four. Uh, my junior year, nah, sixty six twenty eight. I mean, it wasn't even Ooh. it wasn't even close. Um, and, and then you know, going to the blue turf, the first year was 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 crazy to see all that kind of stuff. But um, but then the tables turned in the late nineties, and Boise became a powerhouse. Uh, and absolutely dominated dominated the conference. And that's when it was like – that's when it started getting hot and heavy uh, back and forth a little bit and then total domination by Boise State and then a handful of, of, of wins by the pack. Um, it's just one of those things where, man, it's – again, well, yeah, we used to dominate them, but then they dominated us. And, it, you know, they're so close. They're neighboring state. Um and I, they take pride obviously in, in what they've accomplished from the 90s when they used to get smoked <laughs> to what they do now and return the favor so little stories like Virgil's today is like man that actually goes back in time to make it a rivalry if that makes sense so like it makes like oh our history was like the kickoff to what is now a a, a hate on both th- both sides uh, uh, of the uh you know, North South, Idaho versus Nevada type stuff. So um last year was awesome, you know, beating those guys by by ten points, uh and 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 setting that precedent uh for future for future pack
3: fans and future pack teams. So you're a hundred percent correct in that your dominance of Boise State in the nineties <laughs> that the context, and I'm gonna give you a fact here. It's a note. You may have seen it on my notes because we share notes. Fans, when you listen to the radio, Mike and I share notes. Um,
2: Let's set that straight. You yeah. share me. You share your notes with me, and I and I. Yeah, you I, share your uh, notes uh, with me. I learn my history with, uh, through uh, your eyes.
3: Yeah, but you 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 got your notes too. Okay, so how about this? Yes. So this year's Broncos senior class, this year Boise State senior class, twenty fourth straight group that will leave Boise State with at least one conference championship. 24 years ago is 1998. So that's the year after you stopped dominating. They went on this run where at least one season, every class has claimed a conference championship. So you are 100% correct in that your dominance over Boise State in the 90s set the context for this rivalry. And
2: To be honest with you? I did not know that until uh, you just mentioned that. And it's all right. Maybe I hadn't shared it. it with you. So, yeah. <laughs> I, I just printed it out like a, about an hour or so ago. Mm-hmm. So I'm uh, not, not going to lie to you on that. But, uh, well, yeah. I, I mean, so just looking at the – what I did a couple of days ago is just look at the Wikipedia and saw how they um, uh, look at or uh, highlight their wins in orange and ours in blue. And I'm like, damn, it was a lot of blue in the 90s. And all of a sudden, there was a few, only a few blues since then. have won against Boise and so it's like those type of things like and and now it's like our our, you know 2010 I was at that game one of the coldest games I've ever been to and I was I unfortunately I was one of those guys that left (laughs) at halftime I was like man this is not good looking good I'm out I'm gonna go you know get warm and uh eat some food or something and then as I'm in the parking lot the cheers Oh, the cheers. <laughs> and I'm like, oh, I'll just go watch it or listen to it on, you know, listen to Radke on the radio and whatnot. And uh, I, I have went back. I should have U-turned, man. I should have
3: U-turned. That's brave of you to admit that. Because, <laughs> you know, there hey, couldn't I, have been. I always tell the truth. Yeah, that's right. I mean, listen, I mean, what they had with the capacity that in 2010 was a yeah, 30 something thousand. Let's just plus. say 30, 33,000, let's say. 33,000 people were actually at that game and how many people now when you talk to them the 2010 game the great overtime upset of the top 5 voicey team um what 100,000 people must not you have been it there was, yeah it, yeah it's for, of course
2: for some reason our our, our stands are the stands were way bigger back then
3: you know but you always point <laughs> out that it, it's not even 30,000 cuz folks left cuz it was cold oh yeah 100% and the pack was down were, big at halftime
2: I was not. I was not the only one that left. That <laughs> I was there. Was there was a line outside outside the complex. So, uh, um, but you know that the, the, again, those type of things that adds the ingredients. Even though you know the, the dominance has turned over the decades, mm-hmm. to add the ingredients of of this rivalry and, heck, uh, the wife and I were talking after your uh, the awesome coaches show uh, with we got bobbleheads by the way mm-hmm. that was awesome um, uh, about how these last three games. You know Boise, Fresno, and Vegas. Everyone talks about you know we have one rivalry or whatnot. We got a handful. You no, know? that's
3: like the Mike Edwards trio of hate. It's it's real
2: bad. All that red and orange <laughs> is like in the last. I love November. I love the holidays. I love uh, Thanksgiving most. Uh, but man, this is the time of uh, a little bit of less
3: love towards those teams. <laughs> So you heard Virgil, you mentioned it earlier, Virgil was getting recruited by Nevada and Boise State. And he decided on Nevada and a Boise State coach said, you see these rings, you're never going to win one of these at the University of Nevada, which he proved him wrong. But Virgil said he retained that and the saltiness, the high sodium feelings he has for the Broncos uh, last to this day, which is tremendous. Did you have a specific moment like that when it dawned on you? Or was it, it? It didn't. Or were you just that you own these guys and it was just whatever? And or or well, did, I th- like I know even though you beat them a lot, like you beat UNLV a lot too, but I know you hated them. I know it's different, but it is possible.
2: You know that's a bill You know Vegas is Vegas, and that's a built-in. Yeah, okay, different. You know, it's yeah, in, different in state, it's Total different. Different mindset. rules of physics. Right. Way yeah. different. Way different. Uh, um, is there different rules of physics? Yeah, there is. Um, <laughs> but I think Boise Boise is like back then, like the annoying younger brother. Okay. Maybe. Sure. And, and it's, you know, they're trying to be, you know, Oh yeah, I can do that. I can do that. I can do that. I can do that. And you know, we're like, nah, no, you can't. And there was a couple of <laughs> times where like, Oh, they, they spouted off. Oh, they, they could handle it on their own for a second, but you know, you put yourself, you got to put them in their place.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: And, and then you sit back and you, you know, graduate and you, and you, we, you know, we won four conference championships in, in five years when I was there, um, in in, in the nineties. And then you look back and go, dang that that little brother came up, you know, that little brother like turned into what they said they were going to do, you know. And even though we put them in their place, uh, they built the program, they built it, the, you know, they added a bunch of things, they recruited amazingly. The that little 90s, brother, and then
3: they up. that little brother is sixteen and one. In their last seventeen Mountain West Conference road games,
2: I saw all the orange. Yes, <laughs> yeah. that is nuts. And That's so it's nuts. like you look back, and it's you don't want to be proud of that. But you look back, and you're like going, "Oh, geez, Louise, they 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 were coming up. You know, even though we spanked them for a long time, and you can look at the points differential, and it's total domination in mid, mid, late nineties, and come back and go, oh. We got them good, and then uh, they just turned it on us big time, and and they've continued to turn on us for a couple decades. (laughs) And so, so you, uh, as a as an alumnus, you're like going back, like, man, we got to send them back in their place. You got to do that last wrestling match of of your sibling. Um, Dang it, they got us again. (laughs) So there's a couple highlights in there that are blue. You're like very proud of those. Last year was one of them.
3: This is a very interesting Boise State team, and Nevada comes in after a bye week. Um, And the Pack played extremely well in a loss at San Jose State. Probably, I think, the best we've seen them play this year. Um, 100%. And Boise State, you know, the first four games were chaos. The quarterback, the four year starter gets benched. They fire their offensive coordinator. Bachmeyer, the starter that was benched, then declares for the transfer portal and, and resigns from the team to preserve his red shirt so they they get a new quarterback they get a new offensive coordinator and there's five and oh in conference they just lost a close game at home to, to BYU last week when Nevada was on the bye so I was I was talking to coach Wilson today like not too many teams go two and two lose the starting quarterback fire the OC and then win five in a row but that's what's happened here I have no read on this game you know, Boise State's defense is really good, but I feel like Nevada's kind of trending in the right direction offensively.
2: Well, I, I going to, to to Boise first is I mean they just for some reason I feel like it's like burnt toast. You just you know after after two and two, they're like, uh, ah, we gotta throw that away and start all over. And they thawed out the bread out of the freezer you know me and and food. your food they analogies are
3: just mike they're they're unending <laughs> it's like a waterfall hey,
2: i don't eat as much as i used to so i have to think about it right i got to think about things
3: <laughs> um but
2: but, but they, they they burnt the toast the first two games or the first four games and they just like i mean kudos to a head coach that fires the oc in the middle of a season and turn around and and go 5 and 0 in conference like that is a huge gamble like crazy and then you know for the quarterback to follow suit um take off and then have a freshman step in and and and, and kind of instantly gel that offense you know you know darn good running back running game uh you got two great running backs um you know the offensive line does pretty well protects pretty well and he's got i mean he can run and pass uh, um, Jaylen green, green, right jay yeah. Jaylen green and uh i mean it, Watch a few, watch a few games so far on, on tape, and they have got it together, and that's like what I think what teams are looking for in the whole season is gel that fast, that quick, and be successful. Five and zero in conference. I mean, they got Wyoming next week, um, and I mean they, they're going to be playing for the for the Mountain West Championship if they beat Wyoming. I mean, they're guaranteed right, and so we we got a little upset. You know, we got that, we got that, the makings for that Um, our offense, the baddest offense uh, last week was a great show. And you and I were in the booth. Like, I think we stood up the whole game. We did. <laughs> At least I did. I mean, yeah. going back and forth and actually, actually showing some fight and not give up. And that's, that's the Wolfpack way. And that's what coach Wilson brings to the table. And you kind of got a little Polaroid snippet of that. Um, what he, what he can do for this program, what is, they're able to do. It just takes a little bit of time. It takes a little bit of that marinating. And against San Jose, against a great, great defense, the offense did pretty darn well. I mean, you know, like he said in the game today, it just got to be a little. Or not in the game. In the uh, the coaches show today, is a little more consistency, a little more you know flatness of the curve up top, you know, and, and keep that going throughout four quarters. And not have a couple a couple of dips in that game. Is when San Jose State scored, and and that's those type of games that we're fighting for, and those type of games that we're hoping this next three games are like um, a little bit of fire on the offense. And and if, I don't know if you can see my shirt right now. I can. It I'm says my, the Union. The Union. It's all about that. I mean, we give we give Illingworth a little bit more time in that fourth quarter against San Jose. We got we we probably have a W up there, and I, and I told that you know. To You the last couple of games, I know Coach Navy knows that it's like it's always been a union for, for the offense, it's always been the way we go, is the way the offense goes. And we, we, had, we had a few hiccups, got a few um uh, pass rushes, a three man uh, um um uh, pass rush,
3: and we just uh, couldn't San stop Jose it. State's got about the three best guys, yeah. That was a tough assignment, yeah. Yes, for sure.
2: Um, but, but it, it, I mean, they still held their own. They still uh, were still fighting to win in the last two minutes of the game. We haven't seen it all year. And no. uh, I, I think that was a really good game uh, to, to end before we go on a bye. I know they got some, you know, time to heal up. I, go, I know they got some time to put some things um, on a piece of paper and, and, and to study. And, heck, two home games out of three. And then, you know, two, you know another state game at the very end and heck you never know you know win one win two win three all, all these three um, knock off some guys that think they're going to go play the Mountain West Championship Boise uh, another rivalry Fresno we have that at home they're not used to the cold uh, we'll take that and then uh, you know finish off with some uh, Vegas blood if you know what I mean
3: Nevada Hall of Famer and my broadcast partner Mike Edwards. You can hear Mike and me starting at 6.30 Saturday night ahead of the 7.30 kickoff against Boise State. We have the call of every snap of the game and the season on the radio. You can listen online the VarsityNetwork.com the Varsity Network app or you can listen old school on the Terrestrial Radio. Over the airwaves, 94.5 FM and 6.30 AM here in Northern Nevada to hear our call of the action. Nevada volleyball beat Boise State in Boise three sets to one on Thursday. And that victory vaults Nevada into sole possession of fifth place in the Mountain West standings with three matches remaining in the regular season. The top six qualify for the conference tournament, so Nevada is in fifth place and right now on target to make the postseason tournament. It's remarkable. Nevada volleyball did not win a single conference match last year. They endured an 18-match losing streak during that injury-ravaged campaign, but this year, The Pack is on the verge of heading back to the postseason. It's a remarkable turnaround for head coach Lee Nelson and his program. Nelson and the Pack knocked off perennial power Colorado State in Reno last weekend. Colorado State has been the dominant hegemonic, pick your word, team in the Mountain West for decades. It was a straight sets win for Nevada, and it was the Pack's first victory over Colorado State since 2002. That's 20 years ago. I spoke to Coach Lee Nelson after that victory. Tell us why it is so momentous that you guys beat Colorado State in straight sets, I might add. Uh, Am I correct in understanding you had not beaten the Rams in 20 years?
1: You are correct. Um, Just two decades, you know. Um, You know, no one beats (laughs) us 40 times in a row,
3: John. Um, (laughs) they uh, that's a good attitude about it. They,
1: uh, yeah, they've just been, uh, top of the food chain, uh, certainly since I joined eight years ago. Um, and, and we never really got that close to them. And, and, um, you know, from the times that I've been here, they've been as close as high as in the top 10 in the country. So they've just been a, uh, a dominant program. That's well run, a lot of talent, well coached, well supported, um, they've they've really done it well and so the reason it's momentous is um because it's been so hard to do that we've beat everybody else at some point uh recently in the conference but them they just always seemed untouchable and and then so this this saturday when we we stepped on the court you know it it felt a little different but you just never know um and we really put it together and and they were struggling so it it it, yeah it was it was a big one for us absolutely
3: straight sets too i mean I guess the win is the win and that's the important thing, but I mean, that's, that's pretty resounding.
1: Yeah. We didn't just kind of sneak it out on a bad call at 1715 or something like that, where it could have gone either way. Uh, we, we were in charge in those three sets that second set, we actually had to overcome a pretty big deficit, um, to to get our mind right. And, And we've seen us before in the past, um, like San Jose, we played great the first set and then really struggled. Um, against one of the top teams, whereas this time we kind of struggled a little bit in the second set, and then we, we found our balance and, and went in. So, you know, we talked a little bit about it in the locker room after, obviously, and and they're a very physical team, and we talked about that piece that, um, you know, they've got players touching 10-6, you know, maybe 10-8. Some of them are, are just pretty resounding but uh, in their physical abilities, but we really felt like we were more connected. Uh, as a team than they were and uh, one of the quotes we have on our whiteboard and I'm going to paraphrase it um, I heard from Mark Dumpy, who was an assistant for the women's national team when they won a gold medal back in uh, 2020 in Tokyo their first gold medal for women's volleyball he said once we got out of pool play every team that we saw had someone on it that was better uh, than we were but nobody we never saw anybody that was as much of a team and that was something I thought we needed to focus on because, you know, we're not that big, right? We've talked about it. You see us in the, in the um, airport, you might think we're a soccer team. We're pretty small, but we get a lot of contributions from a lot of people and, and we're a good volleyball team. We, we do that part well. Um, and I think that all came out uh, in that
3: win. So you guys are now four and three at home. You're six and eight in the conference. You're 12 and 13 overall. And you've had a very challenging non-conference schedule, the Mountain West challenging, as always. I just want to contextualize this. You know, last year, you guys endured an 18-game losing streak. So for for you to be at 500 is uh, an incredible turnaround. But tell me about, with four matches remaining in conference regular season play, tell me about where you are in the standings in the chase for the postseason.
1: Yeah. Um, well, you don't have to remind me about last year. That one, uh, you know, I, I think those of us that are here from that re- still feel it. You know, I, I mean, that group really tried hard and, and couldn't find their way.
3: Um, now, so Lee, the contract, uh, Lee, I'm going to po- I'm going to yeah. point out. I don't I, I regret reminding you, but this is something I brought this up a couple of times on NSN Daily. And whenever we've talked about you guys like on, on a football halftime or whatever, I don't know. I, I think the turnaround your program has undergone this year is is underreported. And so while I know you know about it, I just want to make sure everybody listening remembers like this is, you have not taken a few steps in the right direction. This is a 180 degree turnaround.
1: Yeah, this is, this is dramatic. And, you know, we had, we were so beat up and last year we had three medical DQs, right? So them being officially DQ'd and, and deciding and being able to do other things allowed us to, to try and go get some other players. And that's part of why we have, such a big freshman class, right? Seven freshmen. That's unheard of. Five of whom are starting for us as well as some JC transfers that are also first year D one players. So, you know, it, it really is dramatic from where we were. Um, and that's such a big part of it. It's not just where you start. So yeah, we weren't, we didn't, we weren't born on third base, uh, going into (laughs) this year, right? We were, we were out in the the dugout somewhere. Uh, we're like that guy for the, the Lakers that was, uh, you know, doing DoorDash or whatever it was, right. uh, kind of, it was, it was a challenge, but you know, it, it, a lot of the the players that are starting for us weren't here last year and they don't have that weight. Um, they don't have that content um, context, but that's just fine. They came in and started working hard and going after it right away, um, brought in real positive energy. And I think that's been a, been a big part of why we've been able to do well is we're not thinking about where we were, you know, uh, we're thinking about where we want to go. And and I think to your point about where we're at with potentially making the, the Mountain West tournament, I think we have a really good shot. I think we're playing as well as anybody. Um, Colorado State is number three in the conference, right? And, and we beat them pretty handily. They're the one team that's beat UNLV. UNLV has one loss in conference. So um, we played San Jose and UNLV tight for part of a match. Um, I, I like what we're doing and how we're doing it right now. Um, And going into our last four matches, I think we have a shot at all of them. Uh, We've already beat Fresno. Uh, We played San Diego pretty tough down there. I think we had a really good chance to beat them. Um, Boise, we went four with a couple of sets that we lost. Um, And then Utah State, we didn't play great against, and they played pretty well against us. So, yeah, I like where we're at. Uh, I think our fate is in our own hands, and you always appreciate that instead of sitting at home watching someone else rooting for somebody else, um, you know, like being a – a Giants fan rooting for the Dodgers or something like that it's really hard uh to to root for somebody else that you were competing against so it's nice that we have a chance um to really kind of decide what we do postseason uh in the next two weeks
3: you guys are part of a three-way tie for fifth Boise State Nevada and Wyoming all six and eight in the conference and that's pretty cool because you're at Boise State uh coming up tomorrow so yeah yeah, uh, this this works out very well for you guys, and it's the top six, right? Top six qualify for the postseason tournament. It,
1: exactly. I have a, a hard time believing that the top four aren't already decided with UNLV, San Jose, Colorado State, and Utah State. Mm-hmm. Um, but Boise, yeah, Boise and us are next, uh, along with Wyoming. So, and then San Diego State is right behind us. They played Monday this week because usually one team has a or two teams obviously have a Tuesday match. Uh, to play the Lone Wolf, but we couldn't do it on Tuesday this year because it's a, 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 a voting day. So they did right. it on Monday and San Diego State lost. So they're at sitting at six and nine, where three of us are six and eight. So yeah, we have a, a really good chance to uh, this weekend even go in and, and make uh, a statement. And I think if we continue to play like we did uh, against Colorado State, and you, know, you played pretty solid against Wyoming, and even though we lost at Air Force, we lost 15 13, I think, in a fifth set there, we could have. We literally could have been in fifth right now um, had we been able to close out that fifth set. But um, like I talked about, we're not. We don't really look that far behind. We're looking in front, and we really can control our own destiny, and, and that's exciting.
3: That's Nevada volleyball coach Lee Nelson. Nevada volleyballs push to the postseason rolls on Saturday. At Utah State, a Mountain West match. That one starts at noontime Pacific. Be sure to join Len Stevens and me for basketball coverage Saturday, 1 o'clock. Nevada hosts Grand Canyon. We're on the air at 12:30. And then Mike Edwards and I start our football coverage Saturday night at 6:30. Boise State comes to Mackey Stadium for Mountain West football action. Thanks for being with us. We'll see you on the radio.